0: Today's sponsor is Every Plate. Initially I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that there were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, Every Plate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste. You know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. Every plate helps me do just that. Simple, stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in about 30 minutes or less. You can choose between 17 recipes that change every week and swap proteins and sides to your liking. So you can switch up dinner routines however you want. Every plate helps me experience more of my favorite things in life by saving me time and money, which means more money towards vacations, concerts, the list goes on. You can choose from classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179. Today's episode is sponsored by SomaVetic. Somavedic is a device that combines an Eastern approach to health and wellness with modern day technology. If you have a lot of devices in your home, as most of us do, then there are hundreds of signals floating through the air at any given moment. This is called EMF, And some people are really sensitive to it and believe that it can cause some not great things in the body as a result of all of these free radicals bouncing around. If you're concerned with the unwanted influences of electromagnetic radiation or geopathic zones, you'll appreciate somavetic. Somavetic devices rely on frequency therapies and the healing powers of precious and semi-precious stones and metals to create a natural energy field to harmonize your home If you want to try SomaVetic, they have a 60-day money-back guarantee to let you try. Visit SomaVetic.com and use the code SELFIE for 10% off. That's S-O-M-A-V-E-D-I-C.com with the code SELFIE for 10% off. Hey everyone, I'm Sarah James, a beauty blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to SELFIE, a weekly podcast about two women trying to tackle better self-care. We are both of the opinion that self-care is important and yet we find it elusive. And while we may have all the info we need, we don't always get there. From the silly to the serious, we are taking a vulnerable yet humorous look at body, mind, and spirit. And maybe a touch of the random, all while looking at the distractions and defenses that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, well in today's episode I am going to be talking about how to find a good therapist. I know this can be a really challenging thing. We've talked about it a bit in our Selfie Podcast Facebook group. I'm even a licensed therapist and I've struggled to find a good therapist. So I am going to do my best to demystify that process of finding someone who can help you. First I'm going to do a quick self-care check-in with Claire. Claire, how's your self-care going? It's going. You know, we are approaching summer and... We're in summer. We are officially. Um, So no big shocker here. My hair, guys, not real. <laughs> well, people may not know that. You, well, have, like, you have extensions. Yes. And you've had them for a while. About a year and a half. Yeah. Maybe two. Uh, wow. Well, a year and a half, yeah. And, you know, I didn't really have, like... I wouldn't say, like, bad hair or, like, really super thin hair before. No, you didn't. I just like to be extra in all yeah. things. So I tried them about, yes, a year and a half ago. And um, they're called... They're beaded rows. Okay. And Versus, like, they're not, like, the tape-in. They're mm-hmm. not, like, the bead where you clamp it and hold it in individually. Right. It's an, an entire weft that goes across, like, basically, like, ear to ear. Got it. And um, traditionally, I wear two rows of those. Okay. And so, like, our friend a friend of ours calls me Lady Godiva every time she sees me because my hair was like (laughs) flowing past. Well, yeah, because your hair is, you have mermaid hair. Your hair is like past your boobs. I love you saying that to me. (laughs) (laughs) You're beaming. I am. I really love that. (laughs) Um, But so, because summer is here. Yeah. And Although the long luscious locks or Khaleesi hair is just my favorite, right? It's so hard to maintain in the summer. I can't imagine. I mean, can you like go in the pool with the extensions? First like, of all, no. Have you ever seen me in a pool? No, I, I don't know why I even said that because I don't go in a pool either. It, when we go to India each year, we dip yes. for a, maybe like forty-five minutes. Only because we're dying of heat exhaustion. Well, yes, that's true, but we don't go underwater. No. We will like get in with a drink in our hand. Exactly. Although, do you remember last year? So, Claire and I vacationed to like the Palm Springs area every yeah. year in the summer. We did go night swimming. We did. Remember that? We I did. I mean, I might have had a lot of cocktails. <laughs> yes, that might have fueled the night swimming. Um, although, Claire, did you know? Random aside, that I will be having my um, septoplasty, my um deviated septum repair, a week before Indio. <laughs> so I'm literally not allowed to go in the pool. And I might have a nose splint. I don't know. We'll see. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna look hot. I feel like it was our last episode, no, two episodes ago where I was just telling you, you're doing this. Yep. So I am very excited for you. D- it is scheduled. Can I go? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You want to watch it? Yes, oh, I didn't nasty. think that was on the table, but okay, yes. maybe we'll see. Okay, so oh, that's exciting. Okay, anyway, back to my lady good hair. Yes, <laughs> for summer we live in Orange County, and it's yes. it's warm. I, I do feel bad complaining because I do know our friends who live in the yeah. south. Yeah, we like, have a very moderate summer yes. to be honest. But we all both live in older homes. Yes, we do with no AC, no AC, and so I sweat like a banshee at oh, night. Of course, I and do I'm too. like an angry sweater. Yeah, so, same. <laughs> so. The, like, the mega hair is just, it's torture. So I did, I got um, a haircut, Mm -hmm. and I took out one row of extensions. Okay. I feel bald. I I didn't notice. Okay. But Okay that's offensive there's a lot of hair here still happening claire but i will say so much more easy to maintain got it i can actually blow dry it myself which was a struggle wow before that is so funny i've never done extensions they're so well your hair now is amazing like you went on this hair journey last year and like really like repaired and grew your hair out well i have to tell you though i did and then i got greedy and decided i wanted blonde again Mm. and i did the blonde and it's look at this it's breaking off i mean you see it's in a braid yeah, so I just my can't. Blonde, same I thing. can I can either have long hair or I can have blonde hair. I cannot have both at this point. You could get some extensions that are blonde. Yeah, I th- I'm i sensory weird. I don't think I can do the extensions. It does take a while to get used to. Yeah, I do have to say, since we are talking about extensions, um, I absolutely lo- you have to go to a good person. Yeah, you have to find somebody certified in a method that's going to work for you. Right. And the hand tied weft works best for me. Right. And. You have to make sure you're going to somebody who really knows what they're doing. Yeah, that makes sense. And I don't think I could ever go back. So part of the process with extensions... Well, but is it kind of like fake nails where it's like screwing up your hair so you can never go back because the more you do it, it, the more it screws up your hair? That's an absolute fact. Uh But secondly, part of this whole extension process, and I love my hairstylist. Her name is Val. I love you dearly. I know she's listening. She has this like super mind trick she does on you where she takes the extensions out. Uh-huh. She goes and fixes them, re-colors right. them, and then she forces you to stare at yourself in the mirror without <laughs> extensions. <laughs> like <laughs> you need me. Oh, like she boy. is reinforcing my need for her in my That's life. It's really funny. And it works. It you absolutely don't works. need them. You were very pretty before. I'm going to send you, you a picture later fine. and you're going to be like, "Who is that?" Remember how you talk about how like you don't let anyone see you without makeup? That's true, I don't. I don't let anyone see me without my weave. You've seen me without makeup, though. It's a very small few, it's though. It's a small, it's a handful of people. Because, guys, I do not have eyebrows. <laughs> I don't. My eyebrows are white what do you think about me white? learning to microblade I think I might do this please selfishly yes yes I will be your first patient if there's anybody in our group who is certified in microblading yeah. please reach out to me and tell me how I learn to do yes. this because there's got to be a way I would love to be able to do this for anyone and everyone yeah the brows are like it. a gateway to the soul well I think they are too and I look very funny without them and I truly I have no eyebrows unless I have are drawn you gonna do your eyebrows the day of the surgery yeah, yeah, I do my eyebrows every day. I love you so every much every single day. I'll probably get them microbladed before. I need to go back and get them microbladed again. Well, I'll learn. So okay, well, get on it. I need it done quickly. <laughs> How is your self care going? Okay, well, we did our big CBD episode. Yes, and I have to say that I ha- I am giving CBD the college try. Yay! Um, without THC. So for people who maybe didn't listen to that episode. CBD is, um, cannabinoids from the cannabis flower that do not include THC. So there's no high, you know, we had, I had some people joking with me about our episode of CBD, like, Oh, the things you'll try for science, but like none of the things that I tried have THC. In Claire them. tries all the weird Claire stuff. Claire did all that. Yeah. I'm just taking regular old CBD, which, um, but anyway, I have been, um, using this Foria. Um, I love them. I know. And it's, it's actually a vape pen, which feels a little like edgy, right? I don't know. I don't know if I'll stand the pen, but, um, I have, it's a 400 milli, 450 milligram dose of broad spectrum CBD. So I've been trying it every day. Okay. And, um, I don't, you know, it's hard to tell. I feel like I'm going to have to come back and report back, but I do feel a little bit less anxious. Yay. Like I traveled recently. I had to go to New York last week. And I noticed the day that I was traveling, I was like, I'm not freaking out. That's a win. Right? That's a win. Like, I just got on a plane without, like, getting angry and sweaty. (laughs) So that was weird. And remember, we're angry sweaters. We are angry sweaters. We both are. (laughs) Um, But this leads me to the other thing I wanted to talk about in terms of my self-care. I have really been working on my travel routine because i do have to travel a lot this summer and i've been working on streamlining things so that i do not have a packing freak out the night before i travel and you're laughing because i know you're packing today for a big trip and i want to talk about it i you know you don't but so anyway here's what i've done here's a couple steps that i've done that i will share with you guys that have made my life much easier in the packing okay. department number 1 is i buy doubles of everything and i keep things in the suitcase brilliant. So that I, when I'm packing, I'm not going through my stuff. That's my struggle. Is oh, like, right. I can't put the jeans in there because I need to wear them Thursday. Well, I don't buy double clothes. Or so deodorant the, or but whatever. But I do buy double all toiletries. So here's what I've done. Um, I went on Amazon and bought and bought one of those magnetic palettes, right? Have you seen those? Yeah, the Z palettes or something? Yeah, this was a generic. It's actually super cute. It was like this like mermaid skin one. It was super cute. I'll link it up in the selfie show. Okay. So I bought a magnetic palette. Then I went over to MAC Cosmetics. Um, I use, I I like their eyeshadows. And I just bought basic colors that I thought would be good for travel. So I bought five colors. Nice. And you know that if you buy the MAC singles, they're only $7. Shut up. If you buy them without the pot, right? Which we take out anyway because we're putting them in our pot. Exactly. So don't buy the pot. You can buy the singles for $7. So I went on Mac's website. I bought a brown for my eyebrows. I bought, you know, just a nude. I bought, um, like, an eyeliner color. I bought just a my couple My mind is like, blown right now. I had no idea. Yeah. So, and a blush. And then I put them all in the palette. And that's now my travel makeup. And it stays there. It will never come out. Brilliant. Kristen. Right? So it's always there. And I bought us a couple extra brushes. Those stay in my pouch. Then I bought um, shampoo and conditioner bars. Oh. So they don't have to be, they're not considered a, a liquid. liquid. Right? Um, so I found this one on Amazon that was highly rated. Um, it, the scent is called Sunkissed. It smells amazing. It nice. smells like summer. And I I actually used it today. Really? I really like it. Yeah. Like, it's decent. I like, was, you'd use it every day if you had oh, to? Oh, yeah. India uses them every day. Wow. Yeah. So they're bars, like bars of soap that you use in your hair, don't count as a liquid. I bought a lotion bar for my legs. It doesn't count as a liquid. Um, And then for my face, I got, I always use at home drunk elephants, Mm -hmm. bar soap, which is amazing, you guys. I will say, side note. And it's $24, which seems spendy for a soap, but it will last a year. And great for teens. Yes. Great for your teen sons who do not want to lather with a face wash. And it's not actually soap. It is fully green, Mm -hmm. it's all natural. So I bought a travel size of that. Again, not counts not counting as a liquid. Are, this is brilliant. And so all of these will stay in my suitcase. Always. All, all the time. The great thing about that bar shampoo, bar soap is that, you know, you can get 20, 30 uses out of them. So instead of, you know, usually I'll travel and you use all the shampoo in and your little travel you size. And then you go back and refill it up. You have to refill it. So this, I feel like, is extending my time with all this stuff. It all stays in my suitcase. And then you're going to run out of it at the same time. So you'll just re-amp or refill it at the same time. Yes. Bought an extra flat iron, stays in my suitcase. Extra brush, stays in my suitcase. So that when I travel, I'm only putting the clothing in. Everything else should be there in the suitcase. And then my travel purse and travel bag stay in my suitcase, too. So all my travel stuff lives in my suitcase. So I do think that helped on my recent New York trip for me not Abs- freaking that's out. That's like ultimate travel self-care. It is. It's actually very helpful because I really do hate packing and I really stress out a lot about it. Me too. It's the, my least favorite then I will put it off to the very end. Yeah. And then I'm instead of like being calm anywhere near my travel, I'm stressing out about that stuff until the, like the 25th hour. Oh, totally. Well, it's funny too because I, I bet you're like this and I was listening to another friend's podcast and she was saying the same thing. I need to come home to a clean house. Absolutely. I have my house cleaners come when I'm gone. Oh, for sure. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. And I will not leave. I will not leave without every stitch of mail being sent out. Every single piece of like clothing is washed. Like I cannot stand to come home. My house is cleaner when I'm away than same. when I'm here. Oh, same. Cuz I if I come home to a dirty house, yes. I'm just mad. Well, Claire, I mean, you used my van last week. Yeah. While I was gone, did you walk in and was my house not more spotless than you've ever seen I it when I wasn't I home? I don't understand. Like what's happening? Yeah. Like do they even live here anymore? <laughs> but totally. it's it's an, that's another piece of self-care too is, it is. having your house clean while you're gone or keeping it clean before you leave. Yeah. Coming home after, like, a stressful vacation yes. or even, like, a work trip to chaos. Oh, I can't handle is it. It's just like, it's, I'd rather just not the come worst. back. Right. So that's why I'm always so stressed when I'm packing because in addition to packing, I am doing a deep clean. hmm Which is, like, a <laughs> great, great time to do that. Totally. All right. What do you have for two thumbs up? Okay. So we were talking about extensions. And, you know, when you have extensions, you have to really make sure you're taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Since the weft is not touching your scalp. Mm -hmm. You're not getting those natural oils to keep the hair healthy. Right. So I have tried so hard to use green beauty products on my hair. Right. I'm really great about it with my makeup and, you know. (sighs) I know what you're going to say, though. I'm the same. The hair stuff is harder. It is... (sighs) They're, the, they're dirty products. I'm just going to put it out there. Yep. They're dirty. That's fine. I use dirty products on my own hair. I, I slather my hair in silicone every day, pretty much. So my first one is the Matrix Blue Shampoo. Okay. okay. We all know about purple shampoo. Right. Next level, guys. Okay. If you're a blonde, I'm talking to my blonde friends out there, mm-hmm. or even if you have um, highlights that are like going a little brassier, mm-hmm. the Matrix Blue Shampoo is a game changer. Okay. Tell me. It's so deeply pigmented. Right. Right. And it doesn't make my hair ashy. Like, yes. like too ashy. Okay. Because I'm naturally really ashy. Too ashy like the purple does. Got it. You do have to time it well. Yeah. Or you're going to have a Kristen situation. Right. Remember you guys know I ago? did do some purple <laughs> shampoo and I had purple hair. Right. Yes. But the blue, it, it it gives my, it makes my hair brighter and more natural looking than the purple has. Got it. Now, Matrix makes a purple one too, but this blue one, guys, I'm just telling you, mm-hmm. if you have tried them all... Also, it's not drying. There are some yes. of the other ones that I've tried that yes. make my hair feel really brittle. Oh, mine all do. This doesn't. Okay, then I need to try this. It's then. a little bit more hydrating. I actually, I should really come and do like a purple shampoo episode because I have like six or seven <laughs> that I've you tried. Should. And I can like rank them from top to bottom as far as hydration. Yes. But anyway, the purple, I'm sorry, the Matrix Blue shampoo is amazing. And it's really inexpensive. It's Got like it. $13 or something like that. Right. And then make a conditioner. Oh, which love I it. really like because I kind of feel like it's a gloss. Ooh, I don't know if anyone uses glosses. Kind I of do old school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say like twice a year, um, I will do a gloss on my hair just to kind of give it a little extra shine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's really doing anything. But I like <laughs> maybe like a placebo effect. Totally. Okay, so the blue shampoo and conditioner. Okay, um, which we'll link in, and then my other favorite one, it's a spray that you put in, mm-hmm. and it's called. I'm, I'm pronouncing it wrong. So, <laughs> I want to say soiree it is like a a heat protectant Mm -hmm. and um it's by l'oreal professional it's a heat protectant it's a multivitamin it's a detangler it's a shine and Uh you spray it in right before you're going to either heat style right or even just blow dry and my natural hair is super curly fine and tangly always has been it like makes your comb and your brush go through your hair like i mean it's just like i love that it smells amazing okay and I don't know if anyone's familiar with Kerastase. Yeah, Kerastase is the same company as L'Oréal yes. Professional. So yes, I did know this. They're the same thing. Yep. I think hey, the the product's called. It's. I think it's supposed to be like Ceres, Cire, uh-huh. Professional Ten in One Spray. Okay. So I'm I'm pronouncing it wrong because it's French. Right. But um, again, we'll link it in. Ten in one spray. You put it in when your hair's um, damp, right before you're going to style, and I don't use any other. Like conditioner product. At oh all. wow, That's it's it. that good. Oh, and do you feel like um, if you don't wash your hair for a few days, does it? No, it doesn't. It's not, make not it waxy, oh. and it's not. And I don't get like that. You know, the very top of your hair, or your bangs, yes. can get kind of like grimy. Yeah, it doesn't do Mine that. I do that pretty much every day because I use oil in my hair. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I up, I was only going to talk about two things, uh-huh. but that mixed with this texturizer spray. Uh huh. Oh. Well, I'm going to link them all in. Okay. Because it's not powdery. So the, when she's saying link them in, they'll be at our show notes at yes. selfiepodcast.com. And we also link up all of our stuff on Instagram. Yes. And also on our Selfie Podcast Facebook community, which is our most active community. And yes. You can find that by searching in Facebook, on Facebook, Selfie Podcast community. But just the one-two punch of the CRA 10-in-1 spray. I can go, guys, this is gross. I can't even believe I'm admitting it. Eight days. Wow! Eight freaking days! I couldn't do it. My head would start itching. My head was, it does. Oh gosh! <laughs> but I you know what? It, it, it looks great. <laughs> no, it's not like I see you and regularly think like, "Oh, Claire should wash her hair." I will say though, like you, you know, when your hair's dirty and it, you start to sweat. Yes. It, like that itch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit, that's like an indicator that maybe I've yes. gone too long. It's it's time. Yes. It's time. All right. What um, are yours? What are yours? Well, first of all, I tried a new sugar, like, low-sugar, low-carb um, brownie mix, oh. and it's really good. So, um, this company, it's called Good D's, and it was started by this mom who was, like, on a ketogenic diet, and she wanted some desserts. Yes, like we all do. As we all do. Um And what I really like about these is they're low sugar and gluten-free. It's hard to find both Mm because a lot of times when you find a gluten-free dessert, they just ratchet up the sugar, right? Tons of calories. Tons of calories, right. It's just like rice flour and sugar. Um, So these are gluten-free and low glycemic index. Uh, They're made with sunflower seed flour, baking powder, stevia, sea sauce. Oh, my gosh. They have really good stuff. The brownies are really good. All of my kids ate the brownies. I'm offended that I haven't been offered one. I know. Well, because when we make... I'm not kidding. When we make these, we eat all of them at once. I believe that. I mean, my five of us, we can down a package in a night. Um, The blondies are really good. And then they have this coconut snack cake that I made. And then I put... Have you ever made... um, frosting from coconut cream like out of a can yes so i put that on top was it delicious just with stevia and the coconut cream so it was all low carb it was so freaking good so good so this does this fit into like a keto plan yeah i mean it's a yes i think it could if if you ate an actual serving size (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying totally like yes it could if you just ate one cookie if you just lit the spoon yes okay Uh, But they sell them on Amazon and yeah, it's really good stuff. Good D's, um, low sugar desserts. And then my other thumbs up is actually related to screen time. And this could work with kids, but it could work with adults too. Okay. Okay. So I just got this new device. It's called a Tech Den and it's kind of two things in one. It um, is an app that you put on your kid's phone and you put on your own phone and you, and it basically doles them out screen time. Really? Yes. So you can assign sessions of screen time. Oh, I need this for myself. exactly. Well, exactly. (laughs) So here's what's interesting about it. So you can assign, you know, you get from 3 to 4 p.m. You can have screen time and then you can have it again from 6 to 7. And then they can earn rewards. So it's also a den for a charging den for your devices. (gasps) So you can put two at a time devices in there. It will recognize the device that's in there and it will reward the kid for having left their phone alone. Stop it. Yes. Isn't that so cool? So they can get rewards for going and doing something other than sitting on their phone. I'm, I know this sounds like great for kids, but like all oh, I'm thinking no. about is like... I've seriously thought about it for myself because it it's super cool. It has these two double doors. You plug the device in and you slide it back in and then it, it locks them in. Stop. It locks them in. Are you serious? Yeah. I like the idea too of scheduled screen time. Because if yes. you think about how much just like dead time. Yeah. Where I'm, I'll spend, I'll think to myself 30 seconds. Right. But it's really been like 25. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And how many times I'm doing that throughout the day Uh, to schedule your screen time. I'd probably be so much more efficient. Oh, totally. Yeah. I love that it like, it's this physical barrier. Like Like I put my phone away. Yeah. It's phone jail. I love this. Yeah. So it could be really great for kids and also just adults who want just that like kind of physical, tangible, like I'm putting my phone in the closet. Because moment didn't work for me. All moment I did know. was just tell me how bad I am exactly. At this. <laughs> no, I I agree. I was like, Oh, yeah. seven hours today? Whatever. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, so we're gonna be using tech den in my house for the kids over the that summer. Is awesome. Just to keep you know. And then it allows them to kind of monitor how much they're using and, and they when. become aware. Yeah. Absolutely. I love this. Yeah. I've never heard of anything even like this. It's new. It's totally new. (gasps) Whoever created this, you're brilliant. Yeah. Well, we'll link up to it again on SelfiePodcast.com. And now a word from one of our sponsors. With summer upon us, it's a great time to make health and wellness a priority again. Care Of makes it easy to upgrade your health routine, whether you're looking for energy, better sleep, or just coping with stress. Care Of's online quiz lets you know exactly what you need in the way of vitamins. You answer easy questions like, how much sleep are you getting? Are you looking for more energy? Do you need something to help support weight management? It's a very personalized quiz to help you with your own customized science-backed recommendations for daily vitamins. It can be really hard to know what vitamins and supplements you should be taking, but of makes it very easy. What I really love about of is that they deliver the vitamins and supplement packs in a customized box right to your door every month. The packaging is super cute. You have a packet that you take every single day. I've been using it for several months and it, truly has helped me up my game. They now offer protein powders in individual packets for on the go, all personalized to your fitness goals and dietary preferences. If you'd like to try it, take 25% off your first care of order by going to takecareof.com and enter the code selfie. That's takecareof.com and the code selfie for 25% off your first order. Cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral, but what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors black, white, pastel, neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. decreasing, I've seen my skin tone looking better, and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S E L F I E to get 15% off your first order at DearBrightly.com. So, on today's episode, I am going to be offering my best advice for finding a good therapist. This is a topic that is talked about quite a bit in our selfie Facebook group. It is also something that I often have friends asking me, and it is something that I will readily acknowledge is really difficult. It is hard to find a good therapist. Um, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, I have been for almost 20 years. Um, And even though I'm in the field myself, I have struggled to find good therapy for myself. So I want to talk through um, some of the things to look for when you're trying to find a therapist. And then what I really want to do a deeper dive into is the theoretical orientation of therapists and how to make sure that that matches so that your therapist's philosophy of therapy matches your own needs. So I'm going to get to that theoretical orientation part in a bit, but when you're first looking for a therapist, I do want to say just first and foremost, it takes time and it's going to take probably meeting a couple different therapists. This is you know, it's it's kind of like dating. It may not be a match um, with the first person, um, and that's okay. It's okay if you have to go through a couple different therapists. You are worth it. Your mental health is worth it. And if you get three or five or ten sessions in, and you feel like you know what, I don't feel like this is a fit, or I feel like this person's leading things in a direction I'm not comfortable with, um, then it's okay to say, you know, I'm going to look elsewhere. Now, there's a difference between feeling uncomfortable with your therapist, and feeling uncomfortable with therapy. Therapy should be uncomfortable, you should be pushed, you should be challenged. The point of therapy is not for you to pay to have someone just listen to you. Um, It shouldn't be anyway. Um, The point of therapy should be to get you looking at what are your maladaptive ways of thinking? What are your maladaptive behaviors? How could you be better um, dealing with your life issues? And sometimes that is uncomfortable. So just because therapy is uncomfortable isn't a reason to run out the door of your therapist's office. But if you feel uncomfortable with their personhood, if you feel uncomfortable with um, just the match, that's okay. There are many different personalities in this world. There are many different personalities of therapists, and it does need to be a match. You know, if you have a therapist who, um, if if you're a more loud and boisterous personality, and you have a therapist who's very timid and quiet, that might not be a fit. If you don't love sarcasm, and you have a therapist that's too sarcastic, that might not be a fit. If your therapist is using too much self disclosure and talking about themselves for a good portion of the therapy session, you've probably found a bad therapist. So it's okay to move on. Um, It's going to take some time. And you kind of have to know that going in, that probably three to six months is going to be spent just finding the right person. Again, it's worth it, but it does take some work. So when you're looking for a therapist, you know, one of the places you can go, you can look on Yelp. Yelp is always a good place to find professionals because you're getting generally speaking, honest opinions from other people who have used them. It is unethical for therapists to ask people to leave reviews for Yelp. So they should be um, honest. Um, That being said, I'm sure there are therapists that do ask for Yelp reviews. Um, You can also always talk to a friend, ask around, see if someone you know has someone they could recommend. Um, The other consideration in therapy, of course, is the cost. Therapy is very expensive. And one place you might want to start if you have insurance that covers mental health is calling them and asking them for a list of providers. Now, a lot of times when you call insurance, they will just want to give you one name. They'll say, okay, well, let's look in our database and they'll give you the name of one therapist. I would always recommend that you ask them for a number of names or Or even do some digging around and see if you can find that list of providers online yourself. Sometimes you can do that. Um, Sometimes you can find, if you have a managed healthcare plan, you can find a database where you can search by provider. Once you have that list, I would start going down that list, looking at that person's Yelp reviews, looking at that person's Psychology Today profile, which most therapists have, and looking at that person's website. Um, do your own research. Don't assume that an administrator at your insurance plan is going to choose the best therapist for you. Now, another thing I want to say about choosing a therapist that's difficult and that is very unfortunate is that a lot of the best therapists out there, not all, but many good therapists do not accept any insurance. And this is just a very unfortunate byproduct of our mental health care system in the United States right now. And I will tell you from personal experience, I was a therapist who took insurance for a very long time. Um, It is incredibly frustrating as a therapist, first of all, because just as you start to get going with a client, oftentimes they will say, okay, well, therapy's up. They had six sessions or they had 10 sessions and that's our max and we don't want to pay anymore. Um, in general, and I I hate to say this and sound cynical, but I do think it's true. Um, in general, health care insurance um, is not wanting to provide mental health care services. They are very often trying to deny those services, which becomes very frustrating for both the client and for the therapist, Another thing that you can see happen is that they will only provide therapy if you have a parity diagnosis, which is, you know, a more serious mental health diagnosis. So if you're just having some adjustment issues, if you're having relationship issues, if you're just sort of looking for some guidance, um, generally speaking, your health insurance may not kick in for that. They may be looking for something a little more serious, like, Major depressive disorder. And then you're going to have to get that diagnosis from a therapist in order to be seen. All that to say, if you really are looking for good therapy, one consideration is that you may need to pay out of pocket for it. And I understand that this is cost prohibitive for many people, it is a major privilege. Um, But when you are working under the confines of the therapists who work with insurance, you may not find the best therapist for you. Um, And again, because many, many therapists have just opted out of accepting insurance because it is such a corrupt and frustrating system to work within. So that is something to consider. Um, That being said, again, if it's cost prohibitive, call your insurance, be your own advocate, ask them for a list, do lots of research. Okay, speaking of that research, let's talk about what you want to be looking for when you go looking for a therapist. So I think that the theoretical orientation of a therapist is probably one of the most sort of unknown aspects of choosing a therapist. You want to know what theory or what school of psychology that your therapist is operating from, because that is going to inform how they treat you that's going to inform how they look at the root of your problems, and it's going to inform how all of therapy goes for you. So you really want to know what theoretical orientations mean, and I'm going to explain this, um, and what it means for you, and what theoretical orientation best matches the issues that you're dealing with. Because unfortunately, there are many therapists, not all, but many therapists who are sort of married to a particular theoretical orientation. Regardless of the client that walks through their door, they operate their therapy in a specific way, Um, which doesn't always work as well when you might walk into the door of someone who is a behavioral therapist But you might be wanting to deal with childhood issues, and they're going to deal with present day behaviors. Um, So you want to make sure that the theoretical orientation matches your problems. So let's talk through theoretical orientations for just a minute. Um, I'm going to paint some broad strokes because I know this is difficult to understand if you are not in this field. But um, when we look at theoretical orientations, we have some that are more process oriented. And process oriented looks like this therapist um, is going to work with you in a way where it's a little more led by you, you're going to come in, you're going to talk about what bubbles up, Um, they're going to be looking to you um, to sort of identify what the problems are. And again, it's really more about the process between the therapist and the client, it's less coaching, and more process. Some of those theoretical orientations include humanistic therapy, existential therapy, and psychodynamic therapy, which I'm going to talk in detail more about in a second. Psychodynamic is a very, very popular theoretical orientation. So again, if you are looking for a more process-oriented type of therapy where you just – and this may be you know, what you think of when you think of someone laying on a couch uh, because – some of these orientations, including psychodynamic, are sort of offshoots of psychoanalysis and Freud. Um, So if you're looking for that kind of process-oriented therapy, you're going to want to look for someone who is coming from this kind of orientation. Now, if you are wanting something that's a little more solution focused, a little more action oriented, if you want your therapist to be a bit more coaching, if you don't like the idea of sitting in a chair and letting you know letting what comes come, um, then you're going to want to look at a more solution or action oriented approach to therapy. Again, I'm painting with a very broad brush here, but some of those could include um, CBT, which is Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy at the end of the day really is looking at faulty thinking patterns and how those faulty thinking patterns affect our behaviors and our feelings. Now, this one is a little more action oriented, though, because you'll often be assigned homework. You'll often have a journal to keep. So the therapist is going to be coaching a bit more. Um, There's the therapy literally called solution-focused therapy. And this is often the one that insurance companies want to have used because they want you in and out of that door in six to 10 sessions. But solution-focused is really looking at solutions. What is working for you and how can we increase what's working for you to kind of generalize into other aspects of your life, of your life. Um, There is another um, offshoot of CBT, which is called dialectical behavioral therapy. Um, That one is a bit more um, coaching skills. Um, That's a good one for emotional dysregulation. And then there are the schools of therapy that are looking at more than just one person. Um, Schools of therapy that are good for couples counseling, that are good for family counseling. So if you're dealing with family issues, for example, maybe you have children and you are stuck as a family, family systems might be a good orientation for that. Um, If you are having couples issues, if your relationship is struggling, if your marriage is struggling, if you're just not getting along. Um, there are some great orientations for marital therapy. Um, some of those include Gottman, um, who's really an author, but many people have sort of um, developed a school of therapy out of that. Um, emotionally focused therapy is a good one for couples. So again, you're going to want to be looking at, do I want a really process-oriented therapist or do I want a more solution oriented therapist or a more coaching experience in my therapy. Um, And both of these work. There's not one orientation that's right or that's better. A part of this is really, again, fitting up to what you want and what you're looking for and what your personality is. But then the other consideration to think about when you're looking at orientations is, does this orientation match the root of my problem? Because every school of psychology, every school of therapy really has a different idea of what the root of a person's problems are. And I'm going to go through some of those. So if you feel like the root of your problem is that you have a lot of faulty thinking, um, you run anxious, or you have a lot of depressive thoughts, you have self-defeating thought patterns, if that's the case, then cognitive behavioral therapy is probably going to be your best option. If the problems that you're dealing with are related to your family of origin, issues from your childhood, wounds of attachment then you're probably going to want to be looking at something like psychodynamic. If your issues stem from emotional dysregulation, um, you have some anger issues, maybe you have been diagnosed with a personality disorder, then DBT, dialectic behavioral therapy, is a good one because that's assuming that we're looking at emotional regulation as the goal. If you've had traumatic experiences, if you are dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder, um, then eye movement desensitization and reprocessing is a great school of therapy for you. If on the other hand, you are really just looking at life and feeling like you have a lack of meaning, you're having an existential crisis, you're looking for purpose and direction, then you might want to look at existential therapy. Now, I haven't covered all the schools of therapy. Um, Again, I'm painting with a really broad brush, but these are just some of the considerations you want to make. You don't want to walk into an office where the school of therapy that that therapist is operating from does not match your actual problems. I will speak from personal experience. Most of my problems in terms of my own mental health tend to come from faulty thinking. I can catastrophize. I run very anxious. I do a lot of future casting. I do a lot of worrying and all of that gets me into a lot of trouble. Now, if I went to a psychodynamic therapist, they would want to be talking about my childhood wounds. They'd want to be talking through what my mom and dad were like, and not that any of that is bad, all of that's good, but I might have better outcomes if I go specifically to someone who's dealing with faulty thinking patterns, because that is the root of my problem. Now, you may be listening and thinking, I don't know what the root of my problem is, and that's okay, too. Um... And that's where some of this might just be around researching and looking at, does this therapist say that they work with people who have problems like mine? If you're feeling depressed, is this someone who specializes in depression? If you are on the autism spectrum, is this a therapist who has experience working with people on the spectrum? If you have a personality disorder, is this a therapist who specializes in that? So again, a lot of this is about doing your research. Now, one caveat I also want to give is looking at if your faith matches up with your therapist. Um, a lot of people put a really big import on this. I personally don't feel that that, that, that is that important. Um, I am a, a person of faith myself and I operated from that, um, with some of my clients, but not all. Um, I think it is okay. Um, unless you're going in for specific spiritual or faith-based issues, I think it is okay to see a therapist that does not match your own personal religion. I also really want to say this. I want to warn people about going to a pastor for psychotherapy. Um, Pastors can be incredible resources for spiritual growth, for discipleship, um, but pastors are not trained um, for the most part in dealing with anxiety, with depression, with psychological issues. Um, just as you would not go to your pastor to help you with your cholesterol issues, going to a pastor to help with issues that are rooted in psychological or brain issues, I do not think is a good idea. Um, of course there are th- there are pastors out there who have gone to school who have become licensed or have graduate degrees in psychology. If that is not the case, um, I do think that damage can be and has been done by pastors overreaching and assuming that you know their their spiritual background can help people dealing with psychological issues. Most psychological issues are not things that you can pray away depression and anxiety are, are, brain issues and they're often chemical issues. So I just want to caution from using your pastor as a therapist, um, even as a marriage therapist. Um, because again, they have not been trained in all of the issues sometimes, not, not all the time. Um, I also want to talk just for a second about the difference between therapy and a psychiatrist. So there are a couple different ways a person becomes a therapy. Some people have a master's degree in marriage and family therapy. That's what I have. Some people have gone to school for psychology, and they may have a master's or doctorate in psychology. And then some people may have a master's or doctorate in social work. All three of those schools can lead to someone becoming a psychotherapist. And one is not necessarily better than the other. There are many Good therapists from all three of those backgrounds. Um, the one advantage of seeing a psychologist would be that they can do more psychological testing. Um, they could do more in terms of diagnosing, um, more acute issues. Um, but social worker, marriage and family therapist, psychologist, all of them can do good work in, um, private practice. And I would be less concerned about that background and more concerned about finding that match of theoretical orientation. Now, psychiatry is a whole different ballgame. And unfortunately, in mental health in the US, we have two very disparate approaches, and they're generally speaking done by different doctors. So a therapist would be doing talk therapy with you, talking through your problems, coaching. Then you would have to go to a separate doctor, a psychiatrist, to deal with any medical concerns. Um, You would go to a psychiatrist if you felt that you need antidepressants, if you felt that you needed – anti-anxiety meds. So a psychiatrist often works in tandem with a therapist in best cases, they're communicating with each other. Unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. And I'm especially around insurance. Sometimes you just kind of have to go to the psychiatrist that your insurance covers. Um, But generally speaking, you should not expect a psychiatrist to do talk therapy with you. You should expect a psychiatry appointment to be around 20 minutes and focused on the medical care. Um, And then you would be going back to your therapist for talk therapy. Medication can be a very important component of mental health. Um, And I always think that people should consider it. Um, But talk therapy is also very effective. So best case scenario, you're working in tandem, your doctors are communicating. um, But even if that can't happen, it is still really good to, especially if your therapist recommends it, to have a consult with a psychiatrist to see if there are some chemical or medical issues that could be addressed in your own um, personal mental health as well. All right. I hope that has been helpful in explaining a little bit about theoretical orientations and how to find the best match as a therapist. If you are looking for therapy, I cannot encourage you enough to keep trying, um, keep looking for that perfect therapist. Um, it's so worth it. It's work, but it's worth it. Thanks for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us over at Instagram at at selfie podcast and make sure to join our uber supportive community that we love on Facebook by searching for selfie podcast community. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to selfie on iTunes, so that you can catch up with us next week. Special thanks to shepherd audio for providing our music. Take care.